begins now with our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe in better. Brian Bulaga. All right, so so just goes to show, just as evidence of how far, like like Jordan Love during his rookie season, how far you've come in your radio career in the short time that you've been an NFL retiree and a radio mm-hmm. host. Now you're even dropping unexpected teases at the end of shows, just like that old pro Mark Tauscher. Like just like he taught yep. you the ropes in the NFL. Now you're d- so we're finishing up the show, and you, after receiving what's the name of the award you got at Iowa again with the farmer in the title? Uh, American East Farmers, the ANF award. Yeah, very well deserved. And you apparently you took that award to heart because you're becoming a farmer. You mentioned that you well. bought some land and you're going to. Hold the, ter- the the terrain or whatever it is you're going to be doing. Explain <laughs> to us what you've done here, Farmer Blue. Yeah. So, um, you know, Abby and I, uh, where we live, you know, it's, listen, we love it. It's uh, a growing area. But, you know, we wanted to also buy some land uh, out towards the middle of the state a little bit more and get away from all of it and have some acreage and property and opportunity kind of out in the country of Florida. Uh, so we close on that um, mid-March, and uh, it's about about five and a half, six acres, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And um, Abby and I are looking to uh, put some animals on it, right? Like some potentially cow, chickens, bunnies, our neighbors have donkeys. I don't know if I want to go down the donkey line, but um, and with that, you know, there's a lot of great opportunity uh, for orange trees, banana uh, bushels, um, you know, and just kind of start doing that out there and just getting that rolling. So it's exciting. All right. So explain the thought process that leads you to say. This is something we want to do. Is this more Abby's idea? Were you were you legitimately inspired by your award that you received? And by the <laughs> way, who I didn't even realize I I know there were orange groves in Florida. I guess I didn't think of it as a robust farming state. So there are yep. sections of Florida where there are farms, which I just learned. Yeah, oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a I know kind of where we're out at. It's a big, a lot of cattle, you know, big beef and um, cattle ranches. Obviously, big tomato growers down here. There's a lot of those. That's it's a big state for tomatoes, Um, and obviously oranges and lemons and things like that. It's a big state for that. Yeah, grow some grapefruits. Uh, I don't know. That, That Abby's more of the of the uh, grower with fruits and things like that. Um, you, you know, don't say. We, th- th- yeah, this this kind of started probably about six, seven months ago. I started kind of putting it in Abby's ear. I'm like, you know, I think I think I want to buy some land. And, and, it, and she was like, well, you know. And I'm like, you know, just kind of out in the middle of the state, you know, let's find something. And, and you know, I de- you know, 
never really became anything, right? Like it never, nothing ever came about it, but I always would kind of drop the hint to her. And then um, probably a few months ago, our good friends bought a piece of property out there and they told us, hey, um, we think potentially um, the neighbors are considering selling their their piece of land. And we were like, huh, interesting. So a, a month went by and we got word that they were going to list it and they listed it and we saw it come up on Zillow or whatever it is. And we went and visited the next day, loved it, put an offer in and under contract. Wow. Just like that. So, so it was something that we've been talking about. Oh, and you want to know something? You'll find this funny. Um, our neighbors who have the donkeys, big Eagles fans. Yeah, the the donkeys' names are Jason Kelsey, Jason and Kelsey. Oh my god! Um, yeah, because they're big Eagles fans. So Jason and Kelsey are the donkeys' names. Really loud. I mean, gosh, dang, are they loud? Um, yeah, I mean, the, exactly how right. you said that's exact. That's exactly what they sound like. I mean, it's it, it's like an alarm clock going off. But um, yeah, we're we're excited about it. Obviously, there's a lot of work uh, which I'm excited about that needs to be done on property once we close on it. I can't wait to can't, can't wait to just spend out time time out there and start doing what I need to do. Um, obviously, I am not overly knowledgeable about what it takes to have animals and things like that. So this is going to be an, a learning experience for me. Um, fortunately, I got good buddies um, that kind of do this uh, out here in Florida that own a bunch of land, that own animals uh, and, and do this for for a living um, that are going to help me out and kind of guide me in the right direction and, and help me do some things. So I'm excited about it. It's a challenge. The kids are excited about it because they, they want animals, right? They they love animals. My daughter, she wants this cow that's like a, it's like a, one of those cows with the long hair. Like she wants a cow and a goat, but I'm like, goats get out and they're escape artists and they jump on your cars and they eat everything that you don't want them to eat. And it's kind of like, you know, so the chickens, the bunnies, a cow, I think – is kind of the way we're looking, but we'll have to see, right? We got to get in there. We got to now get our hands dirty and figure out what suits us best and, and, and go from there. All right, two more questions, and then we'll move on from uh, Farmer Blue. But I can't wait till you start doing shows from your tractor uh, when Tausch is out. Mm. One, you said you've got some Florida buddies, that you, some other Florida men, if you will, uh, that you can yep. talk to about this. But will you consult the most famous farmer in Packers history, your old teammate Jordy Nelson, for any input on this endeavor? Yeah, you know, well, that, that's funny because um, obviously the, we're not growing crop like, say, he does, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> you know, he, he he's uh, he, he's growing crop, which, you know, we're not going to do. But I'm fairly certain he has, he has animals on property, which I would very, you know, I would take a guess. So Abby has been like, reaching out to all these people and i'm pretty sure emily 
Nelson will be one that she reaches out to for advice on um, chickens and things of that nature. My, you know, I've been, I'm very fortunate because my, my financial advisor lives on the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania and he's got chickens and animals like that. So I've been picking his brain a little bit. I've, I've gone out to his house for a golf tournament and seen his setup. So I kind of understand what he's got going on. Um, so I, I, you know, like I have people I can talk to and help me out, but like at the end of the day, like they're just talking to you and you actually have to do it. Right. Right. So like yes. that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing that makes me a little nervous but like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dive in, right? And there may be people listening, going, "Ah, oh, come on, it's not that hard." And like, I get it. But like, when you don't grow up that way, uh-huh. and you like, I didn't I didn't grow up in a farming, you know, family, or you know, like we didn't do any of that. So like, to take on that responsibility and be responsible for animals, um, I, I mean, obviously, I'm a I'm an animal guy. I've always had dogs and stuff like that. So like, right. you're you're taking care of animals. It's a responsibility. So. And obviously, kind of out there in the in the country of Florida, like listen, there's there's predators out there that try to get in. There's coyotes, there's panthers, there's uh, hogs, and oh things gosh. like that. Where you know, there's things that want to eat animals. So like, there it's a responsibility that you have to be ready for. So um, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. And uh, but I, I'm just looking forward to it because I think it's a it's a fun thing. I, I think it'll be something that the kids will really enjoy, um, that they can get involved in and help out with. And uh, yeah, it, it, wow. I'm, like I don't th- we don't have enough land to like grow crop that I can really call myself a true farmer like Jordy Nelson. Um, I wanted that much land, but the cost of land in Florida right now is like, it's astronomical. Like it's crazy. Even out where we're at, which all the development will eventually start pushing out that way. The the cost of land, I just, I can't believe it. Like I looked at 20 acres and I saw the price tag and I'm like, oh no, like, no, thank you. Like that's, that's insane. Like that's crazy. Um, so we're not going to be getting down to that, but from the standpoint of having some some food sources and things like that are self-sustaining, I'm, I'm excited about it. All right, so last thing, and then we'll get to your football questions that are lined up. I'm just You keep saying we bought this land. Is there infrastructure there? Like, it, it, I don't know. I don't know anything about farming either. Like, is there a barn or is there a corral for yeah. your animals like or are you starting completely from scratch are there already orange trees growing there or are you just got a big wide open space and you and abby are gonna set up shop yeah so there is a house um there is a uh a thousand square foot barn on it that the previous homeowner built and everything like that there are there there's a there's a big shed that the previous owner used as his chicken coop he's converted it now to where he keeps his lawnmowers and stuff like that um so we would so we're gonna have to do a lot of retrofitting and building pens and coops and things like that so there's going to be a process of getting all this set up um and doing that now they showed us where they did plant all their orange trees and banana bushels and things like that so we have a good idea of where things grow and and do that they had a pineapple tree as well which they said was tough because the squirrels and animals really wanted to eat that but sure, we may start yeah. that up again sure so 
they they showed us where a lot of stuff kind of went down, but there's a there's a house on it. Um, you know, I didn't want anything extravagant. Like I didn't need a, a like we bought the house. We're like I think the only thing we're gonna do to it is paint the inside, and that's about it. Like repaint, you know, the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we're leaving it as is. Um, there's a couple adjustments that we need to make to the property. Like I'm obviously, cause we're out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to add a, a generator to it just in case power goes out. Cause we're the first, this is the first time I've ever been on a well and septic system. If you don't, if the well isn't working, you don't have any water at the property. So you kind of need that to work. You need kind power of, yeah. at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there's certain things that I'm having to get adjusted to that I've never been, I'm not, I've never had to really worry about. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. You know, we got to clear out some more trees and some more. You know, you know, bring dirt into some areas to raise some levels and get some grass to grow in other areas to, so that animals we do get have some food to eat and you know. So yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a process, but we're gonna get there, and uh, I'm excited about it. Well, New adventures. It, it is it. There's no doubt. This is an adventure. Uh, and we yeah. look forward to, you know, I know Jordy brought all the wide receivers once down to the farm and they all hung out there and, uh, tended to his crops and stuff. So I looked forward to, uh, Tausch and I coming down there to the farm and then going to the citrus bowl and maybe, uh, Iowa will be playing in it and they won't get shut out. All right. We need to get to uh. some of your football questions. If you also have farming tips, feel free to include those in your text as well. Eight four four. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Zero thirty seven seventy six questions for doctor of football and definitely not doctor of farming at this point or doctor of no. donkey racing. Brian Bulaga <laughs> next. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. has been inundated with football questions for Farmer Brian. So let's get to one here so we can get somewhat back on the clock, and then we'll get to more of your questions that you've submitted for Brian coming up as the show rolls on. Jesse, what's your first, what is your number one power-ranked question in your list of questions for Brian? Screen passes. Well, that sounds exciting. (laughs) Uh, it's actually interesting, I think. From Eric in Milwaukee, this is one that rolled in yesterday for us. What makes a team good at screenplays? With the exception of maybe one or two, it seemed like the green and gold were really bad at it all year. Why? Mm. Yeah, so a good screen team, obviously it, it starts with the timing of the screens, right? So the offensive linemen have to be really good at the timing, and, and that – isn't just like that they're out in front of the running back in time, but it also it's timing with when you're blocking the D linemen and releasing them to make them feel like they beat you in the, in the rush and they don't retrace their steps and, you know, get into the screen, get, 
become an issue. So the linemen have to do a good job of selling that it's a pass block that they got beat. You just can't show your hands and let the D lineman beat you because they'll know something's up and they'll follow the back and, you know, the screen will get blown up. The second part that I always found Green Bay struggling with at screens was the tackles. They don't – they let the DN beat them too quick, which then rushes the quarterback on the screen. Just because it's a screen doesn't mean it's a free play for the tackles to get beat by the defensive end, right? They have to block Mm -hmm. the defensive end. They have to get them upfield. I get that. But you can't give up a short edge where the D-end is getting his hands in the quarterback's face and he can't make an accurate throw on the screen. So the tackles need to be better. And then the inside timing of the inside three needs to be better, not only with getting out in space on time, but also with the way they sell the pass to the D-lineman and then get those D-linemen to rush up field hard and get out in the screen. So there's a couple things that go with it, but um, it takes practice, I think, you know, I think it should be a big part of their game, um, especially as the pass game continues to improve and Jordan Love starts to get more respect from defenses that are dropping out into zones more. Um, those That screen game will open up. Brian, would you agree that they weren't very good at it this season? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to be – there wasn't much to write home about it. You know what I mean? Like, they might have had a couple that went for decent yardage, but mm-hmm. – nothing that really that stood out like, Hey, they're really good at, at, right. at this part of their game. Like, which it's, it's a simple part to be good at, but it takes time and effort and practice and reps to be good at it. So, I mean, I, I know in my time there, we were never really good at it um, because we didn't practice. Like Aaron would rather take the chance of, uh, him dropping back and throwing it, than him having to dump it down to a running back and you know risk it. And the thing is, Aaron, a lot of the times on these screen plays, we'd be running a screen and he would check a receiver to a route and he would throw the route instead of the screen, right? Because it would be open. So like he would wouldn't even throw the screen. Lineman would be trying to get out into a screen and he'd be throwing a route, a ten yard route to a tight end or whoever up the middle because. You know, it was open because the linebacker started to read screen and came flying up. So we just never were really good at it. Um, But that's the way it goes, right? Like, you're either good at it or you're not. There's really no in-between. There's some teams that do it really well. And then some teams like Green Bay was this year that just aren't good at it. And the teams that do it well invest. You've got a finite amount of practice time, and they invest more time in it because they want to make it a priority mm-hmm. and other teams don't. We'll get to more of your questions for Brian in part two of our Q&A and keep them coming. You can text them into Jesse. Jesse's curating them, 844-770-3776. want to remind you again, I always tell you this, I, I hope I never have to make one call, that's all. I hope I never have to call David and the Gruber Law Office's team because I need their legal advice because I've been seriously injured. But it's reassuring to know that they are there with those 35 years of experience and their knowledge of the system and everything that you need so your case can be successful. So go to gruber-law.com if you do need their help and check out all the information about their lawyers, about their history as a firm, about what they do in the community, or give them that call if you need them. One call, that's all. 414-276-6666. 414-276-6666. Gruber Offices. One call, that's all. More questions for Brian.
Next, it's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. Watching on the video stream. That's okay. I'm glad you're listening, but it is fun when we have a few different things going on on the video stream. One of them is, and Jesse, I wanted to give you an opportunity to promote this, especially if you're on the call, but even if you're not. Uh, the Fighting Rob Domofskis, the De Pere Redbirds, have a big game, and we know Rob, his oldest son, now plays at Lawrence University. His younger son is on the varsity now at De Pere. And we are calling their game. We're airing one of their games on our airwaves. Yeah, don't know if Tomovsky's going to join the broadcast yet. Uh, Alex Strofe and Dennis Semrau will have the call Saturday night. The A crew is in on Saturday night in Pewaukee. Yes, De Pere and Pewaukee. Pewaukee's won three straight Division two state championships, boys mm-hmm. basketball, to appear the reigning champs in D1, number one versus number two in their rank. It's a huge game, probably the game of the year in Wisconsin high school basketball, and we're happy that we're going to be able to be in wow. Pewaukee and be part of it. So looking forward to bringing That's it to you. awesome. YouTube video stream on ESPN Madison's YouTube channel Saturday All night, right. too. We look forward you know, to that. That's great. That, that's 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 fantastic that the high school kids are getting that platform. That's really cool. Like honestly, like that's that's awesome. Can we? And it's like, not just because it's not because of Domofsky, right? Like no, it's not. You guys aren't like doing him a not. favor. Domofsky yeah, gave no. us a small fortune to make sure that we were at that that game on. Yeah, Saturday. very yeah. small. Yeah, very small. <laughs> he didn't want to drive down to Pewaukee, so he said, "Hey, can you guys do this?" I'll, I'll... So if he's yeah. there, do we have a third headset, or is he so obviously biased toward the Redbirds that you wouldn't even? You're in charge of this operation. You're the boss, Jesse. Are you? Would you allow him? to come on as a guest, like pregame or at halftime, or you want to keep his Redbird bias off the airwaves? Yeah, you know, there's a rich history, Jason, of Packers news breaking at halftime of high school boys' basketball games. Uh, or high school basketball. It was the girls' basketball tournament right. where <laughs> Mark, uh, Murphy. M- Mark Murphy last year <laughs> let everybody know that Aaron Rodgers uh, probably wouldn't be coming back to Titletown. So, yeah, if Domovsky wants to break some news with us Saturday night, you know, good news window to share some big news if he has any developments come our way, the headset will be available for him. All right, I think well, we'll keep him away from the game itself. Like, we don't want too biased uh, of an mm-hmm. opinion on the call. You know, we're a neutral broadcast on of course you Saturday are, yes. night. Absolutely. All right, so what, let's get to some more uh, questions for Blue. What, wait a minute. What? I know you call Jason Wallers the PR director, Jason Whalers. Is Blue... Yep come from a mispronunciation of your last name where did because Tausch calls you that that's all he calls you is blue yeah they started that my rookie year of Tausch dude like you know from old school you're my boy blue because Bulaga oh. um, okay. so that's where Tausch came up with that my rookie year and it's just stuck you know some guys called me blue some guys called me bull um, some guys just called me Bulaga you know so like 
I had a bunch of different uh, nicknames, so, so to speak, which I always thought was a compliment. So yeah, you're you're well liked. They don't you don't give nicknames to people you don't like. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know why I don't have a nickname. Although I do have uh, Jay Bird, I guess. Uh, by the way, what would you rather have, Blue, or the nickname that Aaron Rodgers bestowed on one Mark Tauscher, Cat Pig? Which would you prefer? <laughs> I remember that nickname. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, I'll take mine. I, I will take mine. <laughs> I think it became. I think it became CP later, uh, which probably oh. was for the best. All right, Jesse, let's get to another question for Brian. This one is from Jim in the Berg, which I assume is Cedarburg. I guess it could be Reedsburg or any of the other Pittsburgh. Bergs. It could be. Yeah, if we want to. I we're guess big we're big in Pittsburgh. We are big in Pittsburgh. National show. Does Brian believe that Goody will go out and find some offensive players to help Jordan Love in the offseason? Breaking from the mold of what is typical in Green Bay because it's helping his guy, does he do it? And if so, what position does he think he'll find in free agency? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, so so this is a good question, and, and you know, it's kind of what we talked about with Evan, right, like earlier in the show. Uh, I'm not sure the money this offseason is going to be going towards the offense, right? So, like, let's go through the offense really quick. Obviously, no at quarterback. The running back position, obviously, uh, Dylan's a free agent. Aaron Jones is in a – in a contract, but there's a big money tied to it this year, if I'm correct. Right, Jason? Yeah, he's, he's looking at a $17 million cap number, so they have to do something with that. Yeah, so they got to do something with it. So you could look at running back in free agency, all right? There's the one position. Tight end, I think we like our tight ends, right? Like, I, we feel good about the tight end position. Wide receiver, maybe you add a veteran. Maybe you add a, vet, a low-cost veteran. Um, that's out there to add to this young group just to kind of help out. But that's a maybe, right? And then the offensive line is where I get to on offense. Like, in offensive players, I think he's looking at skill positions, and that's not where I'm looking at. I'm looking at the offensive line. Mm -hmm. So we know Runyon's gone. Sean Ryan's going to step in there. That's a no-brainer, right? So that's mm -hmm. going to happen. We, we like Elton at left guard. We like Zach Tom at – right tackle we like Myers at center he's obviously in his last year of his deal so he's going to be there then we look at left tackle we thought I thought Walker played well down the stretch now he had to kind of get pushed a little bit to get to that level throughout the season with the competition with with Yash obviously Yash is a free agent so now mm -hmm. we're losing depth and Runyon's gone as well so now we got to look at are we going to be bringing in veteran depth for this offensive line? Because we still look at left tackle. And left tackle to me, which we don't know what's happening with Dave Bakhtiari because he's still technically under contract with the Green Bay Packers right now. He is mm -hmm. under contract, and we don't know which direction they're going to go with that. If Dave comes back healthy and the Packers rework that contract that is – beneficial to the team, right? And there's a bunch of playtime incentives involved in it. And you can bring him back on a cheap deal that is a you know bonus laid for him that if he plays, he gets more money. If he doesn't, the Packers save a bunch of money on, on the back end. And then you still have Rashid uh yeah, you have yeah, Walker. Right. And and uh, some, and you know what you've got in Zach Tom. 
So that yep. is certainly a, a positive. I would say this, though, and, and I'm glad you took it to the offensive line, because other than running back where you're either replacing A.J. Dillon or you're bringing him back on a low-money deal and bringing back Aaron Jones, you have to. I don't think Emmanuel Wilson is probably the answer there. I think he's an interesting yep. guy that you want to see if maybe he's got more than you think. But are they willing to invest a high pick at running back? And more importantly... When they drafted you, yeah, Cliffy and Tausch were not young anymore, right? And you end up replacing Tausch because of his injury during the Super Bowl season. But if you don't have David Bakhtiari on your team, I know you feel good about Zach Tom, and he is a starter no matter where you want to play him. And they're still looking at him as a five-position starter, by the way. Goody said that. That I, I I don't feel great. I don't feel good enough about... A former seventh round pick to not say to say I, if there's a really good tackle at twenty five, we don't need him. That to me, if you have a because I was reading stuff about you yesterday when I was looking for uh, pictures of you as a farmer, and I came across <laughs> like the Chiefs thought there was a story that like the a Chiefs website wrote thinking that you might be their pick at five. Yeah, and the Packers were lucky that you lasted as long as you got that you did to get to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at it, I look at it in the same way. Like I had no, I had no idea that I would be going to green Bay. I think green Bay looked at it as I fell to them and I was a guy that would fit their system. And it was not a pressing need, but it was a need that they would know they would need in the future. And I would end up, like you said, I ended up starting, but if, if they have a tackle fall to them at 25, that they really like, I don't know why you don't draft him, right? Like, I don't understand the thought process of passing on a tackle and just taking a defensive player because you think you need defense. Like, I look at this, and the thing is the Packers are really smart with that. Like, I've always thought that they're very smart. They they claim they, they draft on best available, which I – you know, you look at recent drafts, maybe that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've addressed need. But if they truly do best available – and a tackle's there, I think they have to take them. I think yeah. they have to. Yeah, I Because why not, right? Because then you create depth, you create competition for that left tackle position, and maybe they don't want to bring back Dave, which, hey, I don't, I don't know the way that's going to work out. But then you feel better about having Walker and, say, a new rookie in there. I'm Obviously, I'll say it, and I've said it, I'm pro Dave Bakhtiari because I think a healthy Bakhtiari is – still one of the best left tackles in the league, right? But the caveat is, is he healthy? Um, Because if you could bring back Dave healthy, that offensive line looks really good. So, Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to go with Dave and there's a tackle there at 25 and you draft him and he gets a year to develop, truly develop behind Walker and maybe pushes him for that starting job, you feel really good about the offensive line then in the depth, right? And then maybe you take a couple late-round offensive linemen for those guard spots, um, to be depth there, and, and you're good about it. And then you can use those second-round picks and third-round picks that you've acquired for defensive players. And I guess that's the way I view it. But obviously, the tackle has to be there, a tackle that you like. Because a lot of these these days, like good tackles, it's hard to find late in the draft. Mm-hmm. Normally, the really good tackles are gone early. Like, I get it, and there's always outliers. There's like good Zach players Tom. that get... Zach Tom is an outlier. Yes. 
Yes, there's always good players that get picked late in rounds. I understand that. Like, well, Brian, you know there's other good players besides – yes, I do know that. But if, if you're taking a guy in the first round, you expect him to be like a 10-year player. That's normally the expectation for first-round picks is you right. expect them to be a 10-year player for you. So that's the way I view it. But we'll see what Goody does. I mean, listen, I – I trust Goody with with building this roster, so I know he's going to do everything he can to make it better. I know a lot of people question that uh, early in the season. I think he proved a lot of people wrong with the way Mm -hmm. the talent turned around and performed. So I only expect Goody to make the team, you know, better in this offseason. And whether that's through free agency or just drafting guys or retaining guys or whatever, he'll make the team better. Although his track record on defensive players uh, is a little suspect, I'll say it. I don't. Yeah. I I I hope David is back. I've got too many guys that are now retirees like yourself or playing elsewhere. Uh, he's one of my guys. I don't think they're bringing him back. Uh, my gut tells me yeah. that they're they're done with him, and I hate to say that, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. All right, let's get to trivia where I hope we get all three questions right. Today's category in honor of brian being back for a second day with us we did wisconsin geography trivia wednesday times two yesterday today is this heaven no it's iowa trivia caller number 12 that's seven plus five his packers number Caller 12, 844-770-3776, 844-770-3776. We shall play trivia next. It's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. we get to our contestant refresh my memory jesse when brian is actually taking part in trivia which he did yesterday sort of he was kind of the agree or disagree guy but he's asking a question didn't he like add a question last time or something yeah he went rogue on us last time oh, yeah. uh-huh. and, and 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 it was in response to you taking a shot with one of your questions at his alma mater yeah yeah i mean Mm. It's easy sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Well, I hope you didn't you do it again. Funny. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you'll see. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's welcome in our contestant. It is Jeff in Monroe. Jeff, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy birthday, Jason. Thank you very much, and congratulations mm. again on the pending nuptials for your son and our uh, adopted daughter, who we love very much, and we look forward to their happy life together. We also look forward to three correct answers in Is This Heaven? No, It's Iowa trivia. Uh, can I tell you guys something real quick before we go with Jeff here? Because Jeff, I, I, I was going to let you get away with doing some malfeasance and nah. not bring it up, but now you feel compelled to do nah, it, so go so, right ahead. So Jeff was actually caller 13. Oh, boy. What does it say on ESPNWisconsinContest.com about what well, you're about to confess it, to? I mean, this was a first. 
Gooba Chad was caller 12. And we know how legendary Scuba Chad likes to get in the way of our operation around here. It's true. I say, congratulations, you're caller 12. What's your name? You know, usual protocol. Scuba Chad on the other. Hey, it's, it's Scuba Chad. I, I don't actually want to play today because Tao shouldn't there. I like giving him a hard time. I just wanted to know if I could get in as caller 12. What are you doing, Chad? Get out of the way. What a oh, my wagon. goodness. <laughs> that's that's uh, old Scuba Chad. That's why we love him. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad. I would much rather. No offense, Chad. But I'd much rather have our contestant be Jeff and Monroe. So I'm glad Same. that that's the case. All right. Here we go, Jeff. Question one. What is the capital of Iowa? Is it Des Moines, Ames, or Huntington Beach. Des Moines. Mm, already shots fired with question one already. What? Yeah, it's really good stuff. Really Huntington good stuff. Huntington Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. All right, question two. Which of these college football head coaches has had the shortest tenure as head coach at his current school? Kirk Ferentz, Iowa, Kyle Whittingham, Utah, James Franklin, Penn State. James Franklin. I'll tell you what, Jeff is really good at trivia. He's pretty good. He's really good. All right. Question number three. Did, Did you know James Franklin's been at Penn State for 10 years now? Yeah, like I remember feels- when he was the Packers wide receivers coach for a year, and he was one of those guys. Brian seen him. They're they're already they're all all they're about is working to the, get the next job. That's all they're focused yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. There's plenty of those guys throughout the league. All right. Opportunity for a clean sweep here, Jeff. Question three is this: How many total points? Did the Iowa Hawkeyes score in their final two games of the 2023 season? The Big Ten Championship against Michigan and the Citrus Bowl against Tennessee. Combined in those two games, did the Hawkeyes score zero points, three points, or ten points? (laughs) Well, man, this really is a shot. Um... Was it three? I'm going to say three. One of those answers is correct. (laughs) This is what you get for trying to be somewhat nice, I guess. No, no. They scored no points whatsoever. Zero zilch, not a zippo. No points scored. Uh, so Brian Bulaga, by choosing after planning on going to the Citrus Bowl to not go to the Citrus Bowl, saw the same number of points scored by his alma mater as if he had been there. Which is zero. It's true. Uh, you did not get zero correct. You got two correct out of the three. So, Jeff, you've got three of the possible four entries into the Friday drawing. Thanks for playing, buddy. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks a lot. You guys have a good day. Uh, that was I, I just uh, not necessary. But again, he no, you know, absolutely not necessary. Tausch likes to say that Jesse's afraid of me, and I don't think it's true. I think he's more afraid of Tausch, but he's clearly not afraid of you. 
You're all the way in no, Florida. I mean, what are you going to do it, about it's this? It's a Nothing. fun fact. Like, mm-hmm. Two biggest fun games for yeah. here. Yeah. Well, Tennessee had a good time. Michigan won, I mean, the, won the chip. I mean, it's just so funny that Jesse decides to get after Iowa when Wisconsin was pathetic this year. I just find it – I mean, it's just funny. Well, like, hey, I just don't understand. Hey, hey, you know, blue, like, hey Farmer just, Blue. Hey, one team in year one of a transition with the hottest coaching commodity that was on the market last year, the other team yeah. has had their coach as the longest-tenured head coach in program history and has been running this thing every year for forever. All right, I'm going to step yep, in and, and put a stop to this right here, right now. And they won the Big Ten West. They won the they Big did. Ten West. Well, I, don't what, I, don't know what you, I don't know. I don't know what you want to say. And I like Kirk Ferentz. I have his phone number, and he butt dials me from time to time because he's kind of old. Uh, all right. Yeah. I thought maybe Jesse was going to say that Iowa scored in their final two games the same number of points that the Bradley football team scored. Yeah. Well, uh, because the Bradley. University does not have a football team. Uh, I was contemplating between that question or how many times did Iowa score 24 points in the entire 14 games they played this year. And the answer was two. Hmm. I'll save that for the next time Brian's on. All right, we need to kick off the 11 (sighs) o'clock hour. I want to remind you that you can take it to the bank with Associated Bank. They are my bank, and they have been great to us. Paula, the girls, and I were so happy we made the switch many years ago. They have the best customer service in the industry. You don't have to be a Packers fan to bank there, but if you are, you can get Packers checking. Get your Packers debit MasterCard. You get 10% off the Packers Pro Shop, both in-store and online, and you get the great customer service and all the great perks that come with being an Associated Bank customer. So go to AssociatedBank.com slash Packers to find out more. We'll kick off the 11 o'clock hour late in two minutes. So stick around. It's Wilde and Tap.